Hello, and welcome to the Quarantina Podcast. I totally blanked. Episode 20. Sam, how are you doing? Good. It's not as easy as it sounds, is it? It's not. This Every yeah. time we think we've got it under the back. And then... not, to, not to mention this dynamic is just a little different, so I'm... Yeah. I'm staring at a monitor that has a little screen of you over there. Yeah. And uh, nobody can see this at the moment. Um, it'll eventually go up on our YouTube channel that I'm trying to get together, but I will have a, well, we will maybe stream when we record. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Especially later at night and sounded like somebody was coming down my stairs and I wasn't sure what was happening there. Um, how's life, uh, six blocks away or however far you are from me? It's not bad. I mean, adjusting to, you know, schooling online, which to varying degrees, um, we still get out, you know, a lot and walk around the neighborhood and try to get the kids out. And it's been at least the weather has been uh, kind of more decent to be outside of the house. And so been enjoying, you know, walking to the park or riding our bikes or, you know, doing some type of activity. Um, so making the best of it that we can. You know, I said to Monica, I almost would rather it be like 20 degrees outside because then it makes sense. And you can't really argue not being outside. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody about this. Like, you know, like last year when we had the your, multiple... your face is half cut off. That's okay. I can just, put it up here. Just see your mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, superhero podcast, so you don't know. You don't know who's talking you to you. Hey, you know, you so. could probably be Bruce Wayne or Batman there, especially if you get the Maybe. gruff going. Yeah, I think the dimple would give it away. <laughs> so. Um, but you know, last year when we got like the multiple snows over and over and it just seemed like winter wasn't going to break, I felt like this would have been a better time to tell everybody to stay inside and don't do anything. Cause you know, for a, after a while you kind of like, okay, we've exhausted like going to sky zone. We've exhausted going sledding. We've, you know, gone out and played in the snow, you know, we've gone wherever we could. And eventually it was just like, okay, well, I guess we'll just stay at home, stay warm, watch a movie and yeah, now it's getting nicer, so it's kind of like, yeah, I want to get out and do stuff, but it makes it difficult with what's going on with the current, you know, virus and pandemic. Right. Um, I'm hoping my audio is being captured here. I just realized that it's acting funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, it says it's there. It says whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe this whole thing will be a scrap. We'll have to do it again. That's okay. I like the outline. This, yes. These are things we want to talk to you about anyway. So, um, unlike some other of the podcast. Oh, so, <laughs> nice. What um, you guys do anything to, to like in the house? Uh, what do you mean by that? Just like kind of like to yeah. just as a family. I mean, other than just play some board games and stuff like that, and watching movies, uh, just kind of cleaning up what we can. We did a, a whole re- not remodeling but kind of collecting things and you know moving them around and getting stuff out that we didn't need in certain places so well, there are gonna be a ton of people cleaning house over the next oh 100 three weeks so, um, um you brought up board games uh yeah. i wanted to ask you do you have any suggestions for board mm-hmm. games for people stuck inside yeah so i funny you mention it because there was actually just a game that we just recently got that is called cards against maturity or kids against maturity i think is what it's the name of it actually is and um emily found it online and we got the full version of it and like cards against humanity it is set up but more appropriate to play with kids 
and you know, like apples to apples. Um, I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's kind of the idea of like a card game where you, everybody goes around and one person's the, you know, the leader, they put the card out and then they, you know, decide what they like the best and select those. And then cards against humanity is the adult version of that, which you can't play with your kids. It's just no. very appropriate. Um, but then Emily found this and it actually, it's just silly. Like there are some things in there, like little, like things that your kids wouldn't be aware of that they can play down as a card. Um, or even things that I don't know what they are that Anya's like, dad, do you know what that is? And I'm like, no, I don't. And she tells me and I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's just, you know, goofy. A lot of times it's like fill in the blank, like, um, Jack and Jill go up the blank and then, you know, they play one of their cards. And a lot of times it's about, you know, butt or fart or, you know, like silly, you know, things like that, but <laughs> kid things, I guess. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> things. They think it's hilarious and they enjoy playing it and just watching us go around the table and laughing they've really enjoyed and, so. it's, and it's called kids against humanity it's kids against maturity maturity yeah kids against maturity it's very cute and have you guys played any more throw throw burrito we haven't played throw throw burrito anymore that i know of you know they may have played when i wasn't home um we did get a game that we played with our friends shout out brit justin and everybody else woo -woo, uh called avocado smash I just bought that game um, that we played at Bunker Hill. Um, it's just a real fun, like, simple card game. You put down, you know, these avocado with numbers on them, and you count as you're going. And if you put down um, the same number of an avocado card, you, you know, try to hit it as quickly as you can. And then if you, while you're playing, you count up. So, like, say you and I were playing in a round, I'd go one avocado, two avocado. Not, not the number that's on the card, you just count. And if the number you say happens to match the number of the card you put down, you smash it, and then there's just silly other rules where if they put down a guacamole card, you got to yell out "guacamole" as fast as you can, and the last person that doesn't do it gets all the cards. And it's just a very simple, very quick game. Uh, it was at Target for ten bucks, and the kids all enjoyed it when we played it at Bunker Hill. So it was fun. Nice. We played. Uh, we played. Um, which, and you know this, we like playing. Uh, wow, my brain just off. Uh, the train game. Oh yeah, last ticket to ride. Or ticket, ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Yeah. Um, we've also, but we got um for Christmas they got me ticket to ride Europe. Yeah, it was um, it's it's a lot smaller map and it uses buses mm -hmm. and it's a lot less cards. So the um, we it's kind of a little easier for Logan to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so we've played that card games. We've been swap. Honestly, we've been swapping between video games and everybody playing stuff. But um, another sure. another game that we really like to play is um, Throw Throw Burrito, which yeah. is always good. Yeah. Um, and wow, I had it in my head, and my brain just shut off. Uh, sell, sell, settlers of oh uh, yeah, Super Fight. We've had. <laughs> Austin had a friend over for his birthday and we played super fight and he keeps texting Austin. I keep forgetting the name of that game. I want to get it. What is it? And then, um, yeah, on top of that, uh, is settlers of Catan. Have you ever played that? Uh, yes, I have oh. just, just once. Not like, actually that's honestly it. Just one time. Oh yeah. How long ago? Uh, three or four years. Oh, okay. Well, it's a, it's a good, yeah, fun game. So it was one of those games the person that sat down next to me was also playing, but I was like, I've never actually played it. I know it's very popular. And she's like, don't worry, I'll help you. And then of course, as I'm playing, I'm, I'm like, 
well, how do I, and she's not like filling me in on anything as I'm going along. And I was like, well, what do I do here? And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, you could have done this. And I'm like, you're not telling me anything. I'm losing. <laughs> so I was like, wait, I could have completed a road or I could have done. And she's like, well, yeah, but and I'm just like, oh. So, I mean, I didn't have the greatest experience playing it, but I could see why it's so popular and uh, why it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, the, uh, and, you know, we need to get a, we, so we do poker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll, if anybody listens to this, has these suggestions, we're trying to get poker virtually going since we can't play it in person. Um, if, you, if anybody has any suggestions for that, let us know. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because we're all together in this house. Yeah. And there's only so much in close proximity, like anxiety starts getting to a couple of us and it's just kind of a. Okay, but when we are in a mood, like, also, um, Logan came up with this game that we really like, that we've played several times, and then we found out later that Logan's been using a weighted dice, which doesn't help, and it kind of, we kept figuring out, like, how the heck does he keep rolling a six? So, yeah. the, the, the game is, we each get two dice, and we sit, we, the game starts out on his bed. Uh-huh. You roll dice. However many numbers are there is how many steps you take. The path goes from his bed into our living room, through our kitchen, downstairs, around my our, my little table over here, right where we would normally record, and then all right. the way back up into his bed. And it's the first person that you roll your dice, you take those yeah. steps. And it's I just, like yeah. And so we've talked about making a new, um, making like cards that have like little yeah. things. And because really, really, even though like Logan is obviously smaller than me, yeah, I'm, I'm taking normal steps, right? And so his steps still kind of sync up with mine. So because I'm not trying you're to not overdo it, guys. you're not taking like yeah, right. So we still kind of a five for me is still kind of a five for him. Yeah. So I've, we've thought about like pacing off and counting. Every so often putting like a, like a postcard or something on the ground that has a go back one, go ahead two, yeah. and kind of making it a in the house board game to get start to finish because it gets us up. It gets us moving around and the, the, because you come down into our basement going up and down the stairs twice also gets to you, especially when you're on the stairs and you only roll one or roll a two if you're using two dice and it's like that's awesome so i like it's a simple game (laughs) that you don't have like i mean such simple rules too with just the dice right that would be that sounds like a game i i think i might play that tonight my kids would love that oh yeah get them and you and you have a bigger house than i do you have a you can really set up some obstacles and stuff um but no that how do you know whose turn it is to roll if you're spread out? Well, we each, we have a lot of dice in this house. So yeah. it's kind of like we decide, we roll to see who goes first. And then once that's figured out, you're paused. You there? Yeah, I'm still okay. here. So we roll to see who goes first. And then um, we keep rolling to, to figure out order. And then yeah. first person goes, second person goes. But we wait till like we yell out the like four, and then we take our steps, and then the next person goes. Okay. So it's just a matter of, 
there's obviously trusting there. But Logan kept rolling sixes. And we were like, it's like, we can't always see it. So I'm like, <clears throat> can I see this dice? And then we were done and Austin had it and he was sitting there rolling it. And it kept rolling sixes. And then he goes, this dice is heavy on this side. And Monica picks it up and goes, it's a weighted dice. Like, I didn't know this dice was weighted. Yeah. And, uh, and he kept going, this is mine. And now we know why. Because he knows it rolls, rolls sixes. That's hilarious. So you only need one dice, though? Um, we've done it with one dice, and we've done it with two dice each. Okay. That's hilarious. I think So he knew it was weighted, huh? Oh, oh yeah, he knew. He had to have oh. known that it rolled sixes a lot. That's hilarious. Because he was like, this is mine. And see, this started a week or so ago. I think I was playing a game with you guys. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were doing all this laughing and I can figure out what the hell was going on. And then Monica got roped into it and the three of them are doing this there. I keep hearing them go up and down the stairs and I'm like, and then the, they really go to bed and Logan's like, I want to play my game with you tomorrow. And Monica's like, it's super fun. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll play it tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> so we played it and I was like, okay, now I get why you were laughing. So we played it like three times That's and awesome. it was, it was just, because, like I said, it gets you moving around. But... Yeah. I honestly, after we get off the this, after we're done with the podcast, I think I'm going to go and say, let's, let's let's give this a try. Let's play. The, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, you're, and so your wife's at work today. That'd be a good yeah. thing for you guys to do, with, for you to do with the kids while she's gone. Yeah. No, I love it. So. Um, yeah, everybody give that a try. We're going to try and market it a little. I told him, I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, well, let's come up with like an official shit stuff. Yeah and get it to going and like yeah. it's so simple yeah you should kickstart that <laughs> say what you should kickstart it yeah kickstart it yeah i mean it'd be simple enough to put the, the you know basic set together right and you know granted people would simply just make their own but if like somehow you got like an angle in there like the cards or something and you know put you you're the fortunate thing is you are an artist you know you're a designer and so you could totally put in some type of cute hook to it Right. To make it more marketable for, oh, buy it in this set. And this is why it would be good. Yeah. Well, that's the, and then I think you would need to like market it with some other company, like yeah. the Exploding Kittens, Throw Throw Burrito people. You know? Yeah. No, I love that. Great. <laughs> um, Have you come up names for it? No, we haven't. Okay. Um, so Logan and Austin for the last year and a half have been begging to have their own YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> was that Ryan plays or something got them wanting to do that? Well, we finally started working on that a little bit yesterday. Gotcha. So they came up for a name. It's the nickel bros. TV is the name yeah. of their YouTube channel. And, uh, we did some videos yesterday. And so we're in the pre-planning stage. Um, did you, I posted a video on my Facebook. Well, you're not on Facebook. So Logan's coach Berg wanted them to come up with a, obstacle course to run yeah and video them running it and then turn it in that was their class project for pe well i we did it and then i was like you know what we should do let me go grab my gopro you can wear it on your head logan and then run it again yeah <laughs> so we did that and i posted it on facebook and i tagged coach bergen so he could see it um and then I was like, 
so then Austin did it and then we did a relay version all recorded with the GoPro and I'm like this would be good stuff for you guys to put on your your thing so it's uh yeah we're been another project of sitting at home and doing stuff I need to let you borrow Death Stranding I have two friends that finally played it and they're like in love with it it's Jeff and uh Jeff and Steve Jeff and Steve yeah were they the, they were the other two on the podcast with yes, you, right? Correct. Okay. Um, Je- yeah, Jeff, Jeff platinumed it, and I guess Steve's still working on it. All three of us are a little obsessed with Animal Crossing at the moment, though. So, <laughs> I thought about not to you know jump subjects too quickly, but you know you mentioned Animal Crossing. I had I asked Anya if she thought she would like a game like that, and. I don't know. She's like, maybe. She's like, I might enjoy it. What do you think? Like, I, I, that, That's not my type of game at all. It's not yours? So have you ever played Stardew Valley? No. No? Man, play Stardew Valley. Just throw that out there. And, Stardew Valley, I think, is on... It's on, three, six, on the Xbox One. Is it on Game Pass, though? It might be. Because I didn't that type of like design and like you know putting stuff together. That's not my type of game. Like Minecraft's not my type of game. I don't want a game. I don't want a game that I make my fun in it. I want a game that just takes me along on the so, ride. I wouldn't compare it to Minecraft. I actually can't stand Minecraft. It's a monotonous and boring to me, which is funny because in Stardew Valley, well, see, and I would say this. I know there's a. There's also a survival mode in Minecraft, but there's not really a story. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need a little bit of that, at least. Right. To kind of push me through. So Stardew Valley actually starts with a story. It, okay. it gives you an explanation as to why you're doing what you're doing. And then you're just kind of meeting the people in this town and building up this farm and doing the activities in the town. Whereas... Animal Crossing is kind of similar where it's like, hey, you're buying this adventure to this deserted island and we're having you build it up and do help make it profitable. Right. And and you're slum lord of a raccoon that you do everything for and you just, you know, Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Yeah. He's also uh, a fan of child labor. Might, yeah. might I also add. Um He's the CEO of Nike. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's it's got one of those soundtracks. It's really quiet, but it's like it's a yeah. Nintendo. It's Nintendo music. Yeah. I mean, that's the For best sure. way to put it. Uh, well, and I know that like you know, it goes on and runs on a world uh, real time clock, like the world clock, basically. Right so, now, you know. and you can finagle that. Yeah, yeah, but why? Why would you do that? Unless you're a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> now I will say I didn't do it a lot. I did it to get some money at the start. Brandon, patience. I know. I just I'm I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, mo- but I haven't done it. Most of my time traveling now is moving it earlier and back in the same day. Not like you know. <laughs> I don't know what that shows. That doesn't show up on the stream. So he Skype has okay. Skype has these emojis okay. and it popped up on the see I've moved, I've also moved all my stuff around. So I'm actually I moved your camera or your video in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like I'm actually talking to you and my normal workspace yeah. is over there. So I'm not like 
So I keep doing. So I haven't, I haven't actually looked over here to monitor everything. So I, when you okay. did that, I had to look. Um, but you, it's, 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 so it's got like a Nintendo relaxing soundtrack. Yeah. And every, there's no, there's no like conflict. Right. And so it's, it's really laid back and you do these, you have to do the tasks that Tom wants you to do to try to make the island better. Can your, can kids play on it together? Like on one screen? Yes. I thought I did. Okay. So like multiple, like all three of the kiddos could hop on together. Yeah. I think it has up to four person co-op. Okay. On us on, on the same, same screen at the time. Correct. So the only the only hiccup with that is you kind of have to stay on the screen. So if you have it up on your television, would be the better way to play it. Together, they have to work together. Understood. Okay. Um, there's also online features, stuff that you know mm-hmm. Nintendo sucks at doing is online stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but like, so I have a couple friends who I've bec- I've befriended. It's so weird. I just hate Nintendo's whole friend system and how that works. But, um, so I, you have to open your gates. You have an airport on your Island that you have to physically go to and say, I want to allow people to come to my Island and they'll open the gates. And and then anybody that can look can see if your Island's available and they can come to it and you can open it up to anybody. Yeah. Or you can open it up to just your friends. Gotcha. So, okay. But, all right, enough Animal Crossing. Enough Animal Crossing. But I do want to talk about a different animal because we talked about it a little last time. Yeah. Ori. Yes. We've both rolled credits. Oh. <laughs> what is your final verdict on Ori? I love it. It was fantastic. I mean, it it was great. And other than the technical hiccups that it had playing through it, I had no complaints. Um, it seemed like a very natural transition of the sequel of the first game into this um you know you felt very powerful by the end of it which is i feel like great with any metroidvania is that you kind of get to a point where you're like man i things that used to cause me problem are not a problem anymore um and your movement that's i think probably one of the highlights i think of ori in my opinion is just the movement ability feels fantastic like you just you get to a point where you're just like zinging around the screen. You, you're controlling all these different things. And similar to, um, you know, me chatting about Warzone last week, not to, con- I mean, they're apples and oranges for what they're doing, but they combine, they can put a lot of stuff on the controller that you can do. Yes. And so you can complete, you know, these feats of acrobatics that just are amazing in the game. Um, and it's really enjoyable. And the story, I don't want to spoil anything. It was like very heart-wrenching at points so and even how it ended i was just it was kind of i mean gosh i I hate to say it like this but it was very beautiful how it ended i agree i would i would say that's a good way to sum it up i loved the game i was a huge proponent for the first one i turned a lot of people yeah. wanted to play the first one because people were like, oh, it's a, you know, an indie game. I don't want to play this. And I'm like, no, it is more than an indie game. You need to play this game. Um, well, I was at first, too, that I was like, oh, it's one of those. It's a Microsoft, you know, indie, like, you know, sponsored indie right. game. But it didn't look, I was like, eh, I'll play it eventually. And then when I did, I was like, this is fantastic. You know, they and they also put the first one, and I know they're supposed to be putting the second one on. Um, thank you. My, my beautiful wife bought me water. 
Uh, hi, Monica. Sam says hi. Hi. Um, the uh, when Microsoft they put the first one and they're supposed to be putting the second one on Switch. I loved it yeah. because I'm like. I want more people exposed to this game. And I yeah. was like, I hope they work a deal out and it gets put on PlayStation. I like, I don't care. Like I want, I want it on all the platforms because it's not like a, for me, it's a different type of game. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see some PlayStation exclusives moved around. It'd be really cool to see some Nintendo exclusives on other consoles and let people have stuff. Right. But it's one of those, like, I don't expect it and I don't need it because right. You know, people who like Nintendo games, they probably already own a Nintendo. People yeah. who care about exclusives probably already own a PlayStation. Like, whatever. But Ori is a type of game where I'm like, you need to experience it. And yeah. it needs to be available to as many people as possible to experience it. Right. Um, I, I, about the, you're right. They fit a lot of things that you can fit on a controller. I will say, <laughs> like, I got confused. There's several time moments in the game where I get confused as to which of the assigned buttons I'm supposed to push to do something. Like yeah. I know what ability I'm supposed to use, but like in more, more or less it was around the being able to sling yourself yeah. and the attaching to the things and slinging. Yeah. That was, I swapped those two so many times. I got so frustrated with myself. And it's it's just difficult enough to frustrate you. Yes. Agreed. But not so much that then you're like wanting to toss your controller. You know, there were hard parts in the game. But yeah, I never got to a point where I was like, I can't do this. You know, like this is just too much. Right. Um, I could eventually if I tried over and over, I could accomplish what I was trying to do. But I might fail, you know, three to ten times while I'm trying to do it. Right. And even the parts for me that like where mostly in the chase scenes where yeah. were in any other game, I probably would have wanted to throw my controller. Yeah. It's like, I know the faults are mine and I'm not yeah. yelling at this, you know, like, cause a lot of times in certain moments of video games, you're mad at the game yeah. for the way it's set up. <laughs> you're like, you're trying to be difficult and it's a little too difficult. Whereas yeah. with those points in this game, you're like, I'm not pushing the buttons correctly and you right. know it. And right. so it's like, okay, let me do it again until I get it right. Um, yeah. that was actually, I will say that some of the chase scenes, there was not telegraphing far enough ahead to know like, what do you want me to do? But after I failed, I would see like, Oh, it needed me to sling to this. Right. That would, that would be it. Like it would be after the fact. And I'd be like, gosh, dang it. Now I got to, you know, go back to the beginning of this. But I know what I do need to do this next time. And then, you know, then I was okay afterwards, but it just took me a couple tries yeah. to figure that out. And I will say this is really random. Um, anytime I would boot the game up um, after having it, you know, being quitting out of the little like main save area or if I had it loaded up previously, I do love um, the Game Studios logo. I know that's something silly. Oh, the Xbox Game Studios logo? No, 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 no. The Moon logo. Oh, yes. The company itself. I love the way it, it, it telegraphs. I'm just, especially with the nice, um, the music behind it for Ori, which has just been fantastic since the first one. Agreed. And it just kind of, you know, the moon and it kind of comes across and I'm like, I'm like, I just like it. It's just one of those things that they added to how good it is. In addition, they kind of brought all that together 
for the game. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the music and the visuals alone are yeah. worth. Like, even if nothing on screen was making sense, it's one of those things that you can just sit and watch and be like, yeah. this is pretty. This is really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So, high score. Like, you, yeah. your, te- oh, your text yeah. to me was, if it wasn't for the technical issues, this would be a 10. Yep. I would totally say that. So, I mean, I'd say, you know, it's like right out of nine, basically. And you, know. and you played it on an Xbox One X. Correct. Okay, so I played it on a straight Xbox One. Yeah. And from what I've gathered from talking to people, you had issues, but probably not as much as some of us had. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Other people we talked with made it, you know, especially like the map screen. I didn't really have any issues with the map screen, like whenever I pulled it up. And I looked at it a lot because I'm like, okay, this is where I want to go. But it sounds like other people, yourself and um, our other friend Justin that played it, sounds like he had a lot of like, man, it would pause significantly. And I think that would just, it kind of just causes that hesitation of like, I enjoy the world. And then you're pulled out of it for a little right. bit longer than you want to be. And, you know. and like, I guess there's a patch coming apparently that's supposed to help with that. But part of my larger issue with that part was talking to people or transitioning or even in the middle of a fight. Yeah. It would pause for like Oof. three to four seconds. Oh, that's and it bad. Was like, and I think the worst one we yeah. had, probably 15 to 20 seconds and we sat there and then one time or twice it crashed on me the whole game crashed see mine never crashed but i could totally see like if there were a couple times it slowed down for me i never had a straight up pause fighting somebody but like especially if in those chase scenes if you did get a slowdown it would throw off your momentum of what you're trying to do or you know especially if you're fighting a boss oof that'd be bad right um yeah okay so i would agree nine out of ten and really it's just the technical issues that they need to shore up (coughs) um minecraft dungeon speaking of minecraft the time they actually have a legit minecraft game with a story which is minecraft dungeons um they've delayed it a month yeah now (coughs) it's funny because there's so many people nowadays that are like dude release your games release your stuff early if you can there are people stuck at home that need stuff to do um I know, like, there's a big push right now for HBO Max to be pushed and released early. Because it's supposed to launch in May, and people are like, hey, <laughs> you probably get a shitload of subscribers if you do this right now. Um, yeah. Which I would probably, like, yeah, let me go ahead and do this now. Um, but, yeah, so they pushed it, and they cited, they said, look, our team's working at home. We're trying to get everything shored up. Yeah. It's going to take another month. Um, was this a game that was even on your radar? Um, not really. Yeah, it's one of those that, you know, my kids would probably be more interested in. And similar to you, like, I don't know what it is, in all honesty. Like, I don't know what the whole... <laughs> well, it was supposed to be, like, Minecraft character and world, but you're actually going into dungeons, and there's, like, an actual story mode to it that's completely different than Minecraft story mode, which was ridiculous in and of itself. But, um... Like what's funny is Austin, my oldest, is like, yeah, it doesn't need this. This looks stupid, and I'm like, yeah, it does need it because this looks really looks interesting to me. So, yeah. but so I would I would probably actually have to go kind of just pay attention. I think I remember seeing something about it a while back when it was earlier in development. 
um, but I really haven't paid much attention to it. Like the summer, like the Minecraft world never really interested me, but if it did have more of a drive, I could be like, okay. But even still, I don't think like the movement's great in Minecraft. The fighting's not great in Minecraft, you know, so they'd have to do something significant to pull me in. Go back to Animal Crossing and those type of games for a minute. Have you ever played Firewatch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the one where you were the person with powers. <clears throat> Talking to person. Right? Yeah, that's one way to put it. Pretty much? Yeah, pretty much. People were in the were swimming in a pond they weren't supposed to, so you throw their radio in it. They got mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, po- Pokemon Go. Sorry. Um, yeah. So they're going to, they're working on doing, there's supposed to be an update coming out where they're going to allow people to raid from home because yeah. quarantine. Right. Everybody's trying to adjust to it, um, which is crazy because I think like one of the things people are still doing are just walking, like going out for walks, but yeah, they don't seem to care about six feet. Um, I think it's something they probably should have done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But made it work for certain reasons. <laughs> Can't stop right. coughing. I see that. <clears throat> I was doing fine when we started. I don't know what my problem is. Um, do you guys play Pokemon? Because my my family's still religious about it. We had downloaded it kind of initially when it first uh, came out, and we you know gave it a try here and there. Um, but we aren't playing it anymore. Yeah. My my wife is probably the biggest Pokemon addiction in this house. Uh, Pokemon Go addiction. They put it that way. Um, it's like she'll just randomly sitting at the house, just open it up on her phone all the time. Well, no matter where we are, I look over and she has it open at least for half a second. It's like, put it away. Um, yeah. I like this for my kids because raids are difficult right. and take a lot of time. And I don't like going places and sitting that long and waiting for people to show up. And if you can schedule raids around, like, hey, guys, let's get on at the same time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go somewhere. I'm I'm kind of, I really like that as an option. Yeah. No, anything you can do to provide more accessibility to <clears throat> people that are at home now, good for them. Yeah. So. Um, so yesterday, I think it was yesterday now, it might have been today, uh, Infinity War just dropped the Modern Warfare 2 remaster the campaign it's currently only on playstation 4 mm-hmm. um the story mode not online yeah. it's um only on playstation 4 you'll eventually come to xbox and pc right um and resident evil 3 remaster just came out yeah that one it kind of was funny because <clears throat> the resident evil 3 it seems like it was very short from them like talking about it to it being out now yeah it was I'm just like, here it is yeah. Um, I think I think Capcom's probably been working on all the re- Resident Evils for a while, and they're just talking about them when they're ready to talk about them. Um, the The Resident Evil one's a little odd to me in the terms of like IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. PC Gamer gave it fifty out of a hundred. And I'm like, that's, that's quite, a, quite a discrepancy. Yeah, I'm curious, like. I think reviews of all kinds of media are a little iffy anyways, because the person's tastes go into it. Oh, a hundred percent. You could have a diehard resident evil fan. That's going to think resident evil three is the remasters amazing and everything they always wanted, yeah. but you can have 
a casual person who's never touched Resident Evil go, this is stupid. Yeah. Well, in the genre, you know, the the horror genre, genre from Capcom, especially for the Resident Evil games, has that kind of Eastern influence in it that's kind of a little, you know, it turns some people off. You're kind of like, this is kind of silly. You know, it's over the top. The whole Umbrella Corporation and the storyline with it, I don't know, it has like, it's kind of it's errors where it just seems kind of goofy and you're just like, these characters are really this way. You know, they're just... They're in this crazy world. They don't seem to react to it. They're just like, oh, we're just doing our thing. Um, but, you know, there's also the, the part of that that's there's a charm to that that I think speaks to those people that have the nostalgia for it from playing it back in the day and a different time when games were releasing where we were getting a lot of more, you know, Eastern games coming right. to America than, you know, Western developed games here, especially the, in the horror genre and everything. Um, and I played, you know, uh, two and... Yeah, I played two and three. We went back. I went back and you know, played the first Resident Evil when it came back. I think on GameCube, and you know they kind of fit into a space which they're they're kind of like satirical. They are laughable because they're so over the top with some things. Right. Um, but they they fit, you know, in a world that if you like kind of staple horror games that you're just like, oh, this is silly. You get stuff that has that Japanese influence to it. They're they're they have that place, you know, in the in people's hearts for those type of thing so what are your thoughts on all these games being remastered and re-released you know it's there's nothing wrong with it in my mind you know if you give the players that are looking forward to the game being better um or look at at least looking improved um what they want and you know if i don't have any interest in it it doesn't are me so it's it's kind of one of those like if you if you make it and then if you add additional features to it or make it easier to play because i mean everybody joked about the tank controls and some of the Resident Evil games back in the day, but if now it's more playable in a space that like is kind of advanced with the time and um, you know the technology that video games has moved to, I think it's fun to play it in these new world, you know, in this new time. At this point, um, there's just some that I don't have any personal interest in. I think video games are in a unique area where like people are ma- remaking movies. Yeah, <laughs> and movies are such a snapshot of a time and place in the world. And I think it's kind of like easier to say, man, I wish they'd come up with a better idea for a movie Mm -hmm. or stop remaking old movies. We have those movies fit a time and a place and they're perfect and they still hold up going forward. Whereas video games, everything evolves. Not everybody can get their hands on a classic NES, like a real, normal one that can play games and so on and so forth. And if you have the opportunity to, to bring that forward and do it in a way where you're remastering it, where you can change the controls, you can, you know, you, cause back then it was like, wow, this is what you can do. This was great. And now you're like, uh, these controls are horrid. Exactly. And yeah. if you really notice it, and if they're willing to put the time and money into going, let's take that, but make the controls what it could be. Like I love that, and I'm 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 really excited to see what they could do. Um, I wanted to ask. I know what mine is. If there was one game you you would love to see remastered now, yeah, what would it be? Once you go ahead and tell yours, I'm going to think about that while you're mine is, and it's probably just because I would love to see it completely up to, I would love to see it like we have now 
and that would be Metal Gear Solid, the first one. Um, not the NES first one, the yeah. PlayStation first one. Right. Um, <clears throat> I would love to play that game again, refined, and have it looking like Metal Gear Solid Five, mm-hmm. and have the boss battles and have everything. I think it would just be really cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think about a you know a game that I played that I was just like, man, it would be great to bring or Contra. If you give me the first Contra and completely remake it for modern yeah. consoles, that would be insane. That would be kind of interesting to see what they do with that. We were shooting the fireballs and just... It'd be like a cross yeah. between Doom and Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I just Eternal Darkness. I don't know if you've ever played that game. I, it was just on GameCube. I've heard of it. So it is a very interesting game that messes with the player. It breaks the fourth wall and you kind of go through time and not even that the controls were that bad, anything like that. But I think if they were to take that type of game, cause it was like a psychological horror game right. and make them, you know, tweaks to it, to the controls and <clears throat> the graphics. Uh, I would like to see how that was. It was a game that I played with my friends in a duplex. And I, I don't typically, if I beat a game, I'm done with it. That's it. And even if there's like, hey, play through it again. And I actually, it was one game I went back to and played through more times because you can kind of uh, advance storylines if you play as different, kind of multiple times through it and select different things. Um, and it was interesting to see. And just some of the, the, the things they did to trick the player and mess with you was so interesting. And so now to kind of bring it forward and see what they could do with you know technology where it is now today, that'd be interesting for me to see. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that game up because I know I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever played it or watched it or anything. Well, especially to introduce <laughs> a brand new, um, a brand new um, series or of gamers that it would be something that they've never played before, and if, going into it not realizing what it does while you're playing it would be interesting to see how people would respond. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So got only a couple things left to talk about they're both playstation or both sony and microsoft and it was really funny because it was almost on the same day in separate conversations with different separate people basically said hey we're not delaying our consoles hold on one second they're almost done okay well um but can we go can i go on youtube okay I apologize for that. Um, Which is funny because the conversations obviously happened at different days, but they posted on the same day and it was, I found it hilarious. You, it was really funny because going forward, you were like, I don't think the PlayStation is going to release this year. And then Corona started happening. You're like, man, I don't, everything's a little iffy. I don't know if anything is going to release this year to, I'm pretty sure they're still going to release this year. And then, they're like, yeah, no, we're still planning on releasing this year. Yeah. Is that, do you still think they're going to release this year? Here's what I think is going to happen now. So, you know, I think, and this is just, you know, off the top of my head, this is not like any actual, you know, facts, obviously. I don't, I'm not in touch with those individuals. I think Microsoft is a little head in the production game. I think that they are a little head. They may have a little bit larger, um, stock of what is going to be able to come out this holiday season 
I think PlayStation 5s may have a little bit more limited supply. I think the supply constraints are going to be significant for both. Yeah. I think if you do not pre-order this thing, you are not getting one this year if you don't have it pre-ordered and ready to go. And even then, I don't think there's there's a possibility that those people that ordered, if you were on like one of the second, you know, batches or whatever, that maybe if it comes up, you may not be receiving that. So if you don't, you know, pre-order right off the bat, you're not getting one this year. I think that's how it goes. But I think what has happened at this point is Microsoft was a little bit more set up to move forward with the release of the com um, with their production line. They may not have a ton, and Corona has definitely probably slowed down what they their stock they were hoping to be at. Um, but I think it would be too devastating for PlayStation. Not, I mean, and when I say devastating, I would just say probably as far as the company goes for their release, for PlayStation 5 not to release around the same time that Microsoft releases their consoles. It would give Microsoft enough of a boost ahead that they would have to play a little bit of catch-up. I can guarantee you PlayStation's going to catch up. This is going to be more of a neck-and-neck neck year, I think, than um, it has it was this previous generation. Um, but I do think, you know, it's the, the, the supplies that are coming out are going to be very limited as far as moving forward. Um, and it'll be an interesting, you know, console wars aside, it's just going to be interesting to see how they are both perceived when they release and what the numbers look like when they come out. So here's another question with the, um, the coronavirus COVID, the world's going to change after this year mm -hmm. when this is all played out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see, because so like right now, especially with animal crossing, people can't keep switches in stock. Yeah. It's like the hot commodity right now. Um, is there, do you see, because of people being forced to be inside and trying new things and playing video games a lot more, do you see this right. actually possibly being a boost to the video game industry to where next year or when the new yeah. systems launch, you're going to be like, hey, you know, there's a lot more people are just in general going to want to stay home and they're going to want a device that they can play at home. And like, it might, make it even a bigger demand on the video game industry next year? I think it depends on where we go with the state of the virus moving forward. And that's something that we're not aware of just yet. Where, where is the world going to plateau after this? Where are we going to hit the peak of, you know, new cases and deaths that are kind of happening around the world? You know, if in what, what is that timeline? And at this point we don't, I mean, we're still seeing skyrocketing, um, you know, cases of it, being confirmed, you know, in New York and, you know, other places. I'm not sure. I think Italy's on a little bit of a downtrend now. Um, but, you know, the European nations, I'm not sure where they are. China, there's been rumors, you know, that they didn't um, release the factual numbers of how many people were actually infected and the deaths that occurred. Um, and so I think we're at a state now we can't I identify fully until these next few months go by if we're going to, this virus is going to kind of go into recession is the uh, summer months actually going to kind of cut down the number of cases that are occurring. Um, that's too soon to be told at this point. Now, if it does continue through the summer, uh, I think there's a good possibility, and especially if, if it continues through the summer and we get into the fall and winter months and God forbid um, we are still not plateauing out. Yeah, I think we're going to probably be seeing good numbers for video game companies and their products and everything for people saying, well, 
I'll just stay inside. But I think by the time, if this virus is kind of starts trending downwards and we see it kind of receding and people, you know, saying, okay, cases are kind of caught, we've got the, you know, we've got a vaccination or something to kind of help fight this a little bit more effectively. Uh, I think people are going to be so ready to get out and do um, that. We've probably introduced enough new gamers into this uh, atmosphere at this point or into the environment that we're in that they'll continue. Um, but it depends on where we go with the state of our, I don't know, the pandemic really yeah. be tough. Um, last thing, a mm-hmm. website in Canada called, I know I wrote it here somewhere, Play and Trade, which I'm going to assume is like a GameStop. Yeah. It started taking pre-orders for the PlayStation 5. And they they marketed the price at 559 Canadian, which is around 399 US, which is the same price the PS4 launched. Yeah. What do you think of that price? Yeah. I think um, PlayStation is and you know Sony are trying to hit that $400 price mark. I think that's a, a good possibility of that's what it's going to end up costing overall. Um, you know, as as the breakdowns occurred and more people have kind of talked about what is moving forward, uh, how do these two consoles compare to each other? I think Sony's going to try to stick with that four hundred dollar price mark as best as they can um, for you know the United States. Um, and you know they do have some int- very interesting tech in their console. Um, and I think you know Microsoft. Now, if that price is confirmed or they can kind of um, at least investigate where they're at with like the Series X, I bet we're going to see some prices maybe being announced a little bit sooner, hopefully next month or the month after. But I think a $400 is probably where we're going to be landing with it. So there's something that I find interesting. Usually when these type of rumors drop, the first thing these companies do are go, Nothing's been announced. Don't talk. You know, we're not talking about it. And Sony hasn't said a damn thing for the last three days. And it's like, well, okay, maybe there is some validity to this. And on top of that, I think Sony has also just said, we're going to sell this at a loss. When this is released, it's going to, our, our goal is to get it in people's houses. Right. And which is what they did with the PS3, even though they released the PS3 a year after, well, almost a year after the 360, they took it as a loss. In the end of the generation, they had sold more consoles. But it goes back to that delay bit them in the butt really bad. Also, a $600 price point bit them in the butt. Um, But if you're going to keep... If you're saying, look, 400 and even 450... If that's your price range and you're selling for a loss and you're taking that loss to get it in houses, eventually you've got what, probably two years before you start refining your tech. You Mm -hmm. sell it for a loss for a year and a half and eventually you've got your tech being made cheaper. And I think you're going to have more, you're going to make more money on your software sales because you're going to have more people buying your software. And I, I think I don't see the PlayStation launching for anything more than 450. Yeah. Well, just, and I, you know, they had such a good generation this year or this generation. They had such a great sales number. I think that they can, they can take that on the chin a little bit with the release of the new console and realize if we just, you know, 
keep gamers. We keep releasing fantastic single player experiences. This is what people want. You know, we release a console that it sounds like, you know, number wise, the loading times are going to be like insane on it with right. this salt drive that they have. So I think it's going to be like people are going to be amazed by how quickly uh, games are loading and downloading to it. Um, they can take that initially and hoping that they're going to have the bigger sales number than the Series X. Yeah, and on and see, and on top of that, for me, the um, like they never really did a massive price drop. Yeah, like <clears throat> Xbox One is what mm-hmm. down to one ninety nine. I think so, and I think yeah. the PS Four is still at two fifty. Right. So like they've made a lot of money on the PS Four. So yeah. I think saying they're taking a a loss. They're 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 playing with house money. They're like, yep. we kind of padded ourselves in this division of Sony with the PS4 sales, so we have some room to work with. I don't think a year and a half, two years of a loss, if need be, is going to hurt them in console sales. Agreed. So. Well, well, and that's the thing, you know. So say these <laughs> come out, you know, we know we kind of know the specs a little bit on both of them a little bit more. Say the PS5 comes out, four fifty. Series X comes out. I'm just gonna. This is hypothetical. Six hundred. I mean, what do you you know? What are you thinking then? If you can only get one, you know, right? That's a, you know, hundred and fifty dollar difference right there. And you know, it's just that the four hundred or four hundred fifty dollars doesn't make me be like, oh man, that's that's gonna be that's gonna hurt. You know, to like kind of purchase. But it is like once you get up past five hundred dollars, it starts being a little bit more. You know, that's. That's a little bit harder to kind of fill the swallow. Which we've talked about a lot recently with your Oculus. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm. It's one of those. I'm happy that it sold out again. So I'm kind of like, okay, I don't have to think about it. Um, dang. I guess. And then another question I have on that is, so is Sony's comfortable taking the loss, even if it's at four fifty? Is Microsoft? Because if if they really are releasing two models. Yeah. One that's going to be closer to a base PS4 or PS5, and then the Series X. Right. Their base model, do you think they're at 400, 450? Mm-hmm. And if it is, is it at the level that the PS5 will be at? You think no. it'll be less than? Yeah. I think so. Here's what I think. Um, if you mean by level, I think power wise, I think the whatever the um, base Xbox, the next one that they're going to release, I don't think it's going to be on par with the PlayStation five, as far as specs and, you know, like what you see released, I think the series X is the one that is the, you know, it's going to be the new improved. It's going to be the one you're going to want to get, but you know, it'll probably, I don't, I don't know, as far as the internals of it, when you can like put them next to next to each other, it'll be not significantly less, less powered than the PS five, but it's going to be one of those. If you're looking between them, the Xbox, the whatever the standard is, and then the PS5, you're going to realize that, okay, that's a pretty significant gap enough that you'd probably want to go with, like, if you were looking at power and the tech that's involved, the PlayStation 5 is going to look more appealing at a $400 price point. And if you have whatever the base series Xbox is, and they're similar price, and then you've got the Series X that's that next level jump up, but it's like $150, $200 more, um, it's going to, play. I think Sony's going to have the better looking console overall. So 
only time will tell until somebody opens their damn mouth. <laughs> I know, really? So I know. It's like, so hopefully, I don't know, maybe with this, maybe the Series X, maybe they'll show their hand a little bit more. I would like to know, like, what are they thinking price-wise? And I'm not, yeah, like this, I would take another five bet on this, but you probably wouldn't take it at this point. But uh, if it was in priced comparison, like 400 to $450, I, that would blow my mind. I don't think that's possible at this point. The Xbox or the PlayStation? The Series X. Oh, the Series the, X? If the Series X was <laughs> within the same price point, I, my mind, I would just get blown. I'd be like, no way. No way. I can't I, imagine a world where the Series X isn't at minimal 500 And that's correct. at minimal. And I, exactly. I 100% agree with you. I think that is the base you know, like kind of being realistic of where it would start at and then going up from there. I mean, it could be $800 for all, you know, right. the tech and everything. And I, I, think, I think in all honesty, I think 800 would be the max that I think it would ever be priced at. And then I think, you know, 500 would be the minimum. Would you buy it at 800? Oh, let's see. That's the reaction you get when you, <laughs> when you mention that. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I could justify that right off the bat. Unless they showed me something very impressive. Man, they just need to tell us stuff. That's really all it, yeah. all it comes down to. But you get it, you know, say, you know, 600 and below, that's where I start kind of like spinning the wheels a little bit more of like, okay, maybe I can swing that a little bit more. Heck, the PlayStation 3, I was 600 when it was first released. And it's a, it's kind of a little bit of a gouge a little bit, but it's like, it doesn't, I don't know, chat me as badly as 800 does. Right. And it's like anything over 800. That's the like, okay, I'm going to wait. <laughs> so. See, I didn't even own a PS3 until, um, God, what was it? I think it was, I think I paid, I actually, I split a PS3 with a buddy of mine. Oh, nice. We bought it. I bought it off of Craigslist, new, unopened. I seriously bought this out of a dude of a, the back of a dude's car. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't legit. As you do on Craigslist, <laughs> um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this dude stole a shitload of stuff off of a truck. Oh but I split it with a guy, and I would keep it for a couple weeks. He would yeah. keep it for a couple weeks, and then eventually, a pretty good friend. And then eventually yeah. he was done with it, and I just yeah. paid him off on the rest of it. So <laughs> it was just one of those. And then so yeah, I. But I wasn't going to pay $600 for a PS3. I, I'm not going to lie. If you hit a, when I was going through my Oculus Quest question this morning, if you'd been like, well, I'll split it with you, I probably would have done it. Oh. I would have So it's $500. So $250 each? Yeah. I would have done it 100%. I'll think about it. But it, yeah, it was 500 and it wasn't going to ship until like May 20th. So there had been a long period of time before you got it. But. Now, is that because they're that much on back order? Probably. And this one's wireless, right? No. Correct. Uh, I know, right? I'll think about that. That might be an option I'd be okay with. They just have to yeah. get the boss to confirm that one. Um, okay. All right. Well, sir, this is a fun test. I really hope this all worked. Yeah. Um, Let me know. Uh, <laughs> otherwise... I know a way to make it work, and we'll may have to just do this whole thing over again. Um, but either way, I will get this figured out for streaming by next week. Um, I do plan on having all the episodes on YouTube. I found some cool features to do it. Um, I found a, a tutorial. 
luckily I have Adobe products. So I'll, it's like, it's going to be, if, if, if this posts the way it does, you see this untitled BS podcast thing here. Um, it's be a little bit bigger and at the bottom. There's going to be like weighty radio waves going as we talk. So it'll be wow. animated. So, and then okay. it'll have our podcast episodes, each one, and I'll just change out the episode number on them. So hopefully it all works. Um, maybe get you a microphone between now and then. You said you had a USB microphone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got the, the rock band one. Well, maybe hook that up next time. I'll give you a shot. Uh, and also run a wire to your computer. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of things yeah, I fully expect from you, sir. Okay. All right, sir. It's been good talking to you, and see you next week. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Where'd my mouse go? There it is. <laughs>